Rabbi a good morning, a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Hazinu, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Shuva, Tavshin Peidalad. This is the short vart, short story episode, which I want to share with you today. We know we're holding closer to Yom Kippur, so we want to tell you a quick vart, which is from the beginning of the parsha, from Rav Moshe Sternbach, Shlita should be Gazer Mishtarek. The pasuk says, "Hazino Hashemayim v'Adabera." The heavens should hearken. That's the way they translate. They should listen very intently, and I will speak. Tishma ha'aretz im refi, and the earth should hear the utterances, the words of my mouth. So Rav Sternbach Shlita says, "Why do we use the term Hazino by the Shemayim? Why do we use the term?" V'tishma, we use Lashon of Sishma by the Aritz. And also we have to understand why I use the term Adabeira, which is more of a stronger Lashon, and Imre P, which is a softer Lashon. So he says that the heavens represent the Olam Haruchni, the heavenly things. And those are the things that man should also take heed and that we have to listen to more carefully. We have to hearken. That's what you listen to. Hazinu and the Adabeira is more stark because if you don't understand the starkite, the strength of it, then it loses its effect. The Aretz represents the Olam Hagashmi, the world of Parnasa, the world of worldliness. There it's only Sishma. You just have to listen to it. You don't have to really be insightful into it. You have to do the Shtadlis, okay? And there's the Lashen Imre P. It's just like a very soft illusion, which is really the opposite of the way man really looks at things today. So that's a nice word to say. And now we want to say over a fantastic mice, which I said over this week to my Talmud, and I want to share it with you, which is also an aspect of recognizing that the, the tshuva process is something which is such a great matana. There's a story that took place here three years ago in Yerushalayim. There's a new neighborhood it's really an old neighborhood, but in the Gula section of Yerushalayim, there's a new complex, which is, it's, which is almost completed, very, very high-end uh, apartment building complex, and they have a shul there. In that shul three years ago, there was a Sefer Torah that was donated by a wealthy person, and there was maybe two Sefer Torahs at that point when they just started the community there. And Matzimchas Torah took out the Sefer Torah and they were dancing with them. One person was given the honor of dancing with the Sefer Torah. And Lo Aleinu, what happened is, as he was dancing, he, he, he tripped on a chair or a stool and he ended up falling. And Lo Aleinu, he fell down with the Sefer Torah. Can you imagine the whole entire Sefer was aghast and the person himself took it very, very hard. They lifted him up, <coughs> lift up the Sefer Torah. But, you know, the music stopped. When I say the music stopped, the dancing stopped. And this person was so embarrassed that such a thing had happened. That is a big shyla that takes place because really for Sefer Torah Falls, now people that were there have to fast. Who has to fast? You have to give tzedakah. <coughs> has to be tikkunim. And this poor person that had fallen by accident, he, he like went out of the shul and he was literally outside and he was crying. Literally, was in tears that he had caused such a disturbance and such a a ganai, a, a bizarre for the Sefer Torah and a bizarre for the entire community. And they tried to, to console him that it wasn't his fault. He wasn't hearing from it. Now, the Gabai, who was in charge of the shul, he thought that, you know, if we're just going to stop the Simchas Torah, it's going to be the worst thing. It's really be a, a, a denial of the Kavit Sefer Torah. So he said to everybody, let's go, we have to start dancing. And then the truth is that the, the wind had been taken out of the sails of everybody. 
But he started saying, Ashrayam Shekhaloi. He thought everyone was going to join in. Uh, maybe one or two people joined in, but it was wasn't the same. And in the end of the day, the hakafis were shortened. And now it came the time to read the end of the Sefer Torah, beginning of the Sefer Torah. So the other Sefer Torah they used for the Chasen, uh, Chasen Torah. And then they said, oh, this Sefer Torah we're going to use for the Chasen Bereshis. And they called up someone, the person that had bought the Chasen Bereshis, and he gets up to make the brachas. And, you know, the, the, the Balkari opens up the Sefer Torah. The person perfunctionally puts his talus on the side starts making the brachas, and then he starts finishing the brachas, and all of a sudden the Balkari is standing there aghast. He's looking at the Sefer, and he doesn't say anything. And everyone's waiting for him to start saying the first words. And he points out, he says the first words of the Torah, Bereshus Barlakim, are missing. Completely empty. He never saw such a thing in his life. Everyone quickly comes running over. And all of a sudden, the dawn upon the Gabbai, that, you know what, this Sefer Torah was not, never really a Sefer Torah. Because it wasn't completed. It doesn't have the dinim of the halacha of the Sefer Torah. It might have a dinim of the holy words, but not the dinim of a Sefer Torah. So it really it's not a Sefer Torah shenofal. So he quickly says to himself, oh, he runs out to the, to the person that had carried the Sefer Torah during that coffin and fell. And he says, guess what? You don't have to worry about anything. No one has to fear. No one has to think. The Sefer Torah is missing the first three words. So it consoled that person. And now everyone truly understood really what, what had happened. What had happened was the reason why the person fell was because this Sefer Torah was not really written. It wasn't completed. Now, why it wasn't written? We're going to get to that in a second. But the main thing is, is that the falling caused the ability for people to see that there should be a tikkun, that we're able to fix up the Sefer Torah. After Yantiv, they called up the, the Nadiv who had given the Sefer Torah and said, we got the Sefer Torah, but it wasn't completed. So the guy like slapped his hand, head on his hand, hand on his head. And he said, "Oh, yeah, I can't believe it." What happened was that when we had the the original Hachnas Sefer Torah, so you know you leave over a, a few lines for people to write in the Isis. So the Sefer recommended that we we'll leave over not only at the end of the Sefer Torah, we we'll leave over in the beginning of the Sefer Torah. You have more Isis to be able to write, and that's what happened. And what happened was we only wrote at the end, and I completely, completely forgot about it. And now you're reminding me. I have to thank you, because the truth is, the Sefer Torah wasn't completed. I said, they finished getting the Sefer, and he finished writing the Sefer Torah. But what's the lesson, Rabbi Isai? The lesson is, like the Pasuk says, David Rebbe says, Kini falti kamti. Because I fell, I came. I was able to rise up. My Rebbe, Rechaim Shalevitz, used to explain that the Nefila is the Kima. This is the Tshuva process. We fall. But why do we fall? The Rebbe says, if you fall and you realize, take that falling and stand up, and become a better person, which is really what we all want to do. We would do tshuva, and we use that nefila. We say, that nefila was caused for this and this reason. Now I want to extend myself. I want it to be a kima. Rabbi Sai, we should have kimas. All of our nefila should turn into kimas. Our, our avayna should turn into schuyas. Ayyadeh tshuva me'ava. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful good yantif. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.